How was that? Anybody get something from God today? Oh, wow. I was expecting a little bit more. Anybody, something specifically for them today? I, I trust so. Um, I'm not preaching today. You don't have to watch your watches. I'm just sharing what God's kind of been doing in my life. Um, and I've been challenged quite a lot in recent weeks and since the beginning of the year. Um, and one of the things, of the reasons why we are doing what we're doing today is because I've been challenged that as a church, we've been very good at making spaces for worshiping together in song. Um, different age groups, different ways of doing worship. Um, but one of the things that maybe we haven't been so great at is spending time together praying. Um, and the thing that kind of sparked that was at the beginning of the year, we had the week of prayer. And I think it was the Tuesday night, we had an intergenerational prayer vibe situation. Um, and I was just so blessed listening to the kids praying for me. So selfishly, I've been thinking, Lord, I need more. <laughs> yeah, these, the, the, when, the, when the kids were praying for me and, and, and we were sharing like this in the group, I was just so touched and so blessed by the words that was coming from these little things. Um, and it was such a blessing. I was like, why, why do we only do this once in a while? Why is this not something that is happening all the time? Because sure, God used these kids in such an amazing way. So since the beginning of the year, we've been in children's church talking a little bit about what it is to be a Christian and what are some of those things that Christian people do. Why do we read this book that is so old? Um, why do we sing these songs and lift our hands every now and then? It's weird. Why do we close our eyes and why does Kirk cry so often when he's singing? It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> and, and one of the things that we, we, we spoke about was speaking to God and allow God to speak to us. So I, I wanted this morning to be a practical version of that for all of us um, because I don't think we can ever pray enough. So it's what we did today. We spent some time engaging and listening to God and asking Him for messages and pictures and words and a heart of gratefulness for one another. Philippians chapter 1 verse 3 says this, I thank God every time I think of you. And every time I pray for you all, I pray with joy because of the way in which you have helped me in the work of the gospel from the very first day until now. And so I'm sure that God who began this work in you will carry it on until it is finished in the day of Christ our Jesus, uh, Christ Jesus. And the message puts it this way. I, I was blown away by the message, so I apologize for using the message. Um, it says, every time you cross my mind, I break out in exclamations of thanks to God. Each exclamation is a trigger to prayer. I find myself praying with a glad heart. I'm so pleased that you've continued on this with us, believing and proclaiming God's word from the day you heard it right up until the present. There's never been the slightest doubt in my mind that the God who started this faith in you will keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day of Christ Jesus. And when I see this verse, I'm challenged to pray. It should be my inclination that when I look at someone, anyone, I thank God so much for this person that I just want to burst out in praise. Every time I think of you, I pray. 
every thought a trigger to prayer. And we've seen today that prayer doesn't have to be a solemn whisper in Christianese, right? There's not specific words that you need to say, thee, thou, thou, wits. That's not, prayer is talking to this amazing God who with his words created everything. And then he allows us this opportunity to talk to him and then he talks back to us. But I've also been challenged in the ways that I come to God in prayer. I'm so aware that so many times in my life when I think of things that are going on, family and circumstances and my colleagues <coughs> and this country and ESCOM. I come before God with a shopping list of just this. And everything sucks. Everything's horrible. And that's the way that I pray, Lord, this again. Oh, God, this again. Lord, again, again. And, and the way that I come before God and have been coming before God is just like, my life is horrible, fix it. And a couple of weeks ago, uh, Pastor Craig was talking about this way that we are taught to speak life. And it challenged me in the way that I've been praying, in the way that I've been posturing myself in approaching God. I realized that when I come to him, I come with a shopping list. And God, do you see how bad this is? Nagging. And, and I've changed Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 to 6 to the Translation, according to Kirk Adams, as this. I worry every time I think of you. And every time I pray for you all, I am overwhelmed. Because although you've done so much for God and God has done so much for you, you, circumstance, person, ESCOM, government, life, you are so far away. From where God, where I think you need to be. That's the way in my mind I've translated that verse of every time I think of you, I thank God. Every time I think of you, I worry. And God's been challenging me on that. We are supposed to be inclined to pray, but we are also supposed to be inclined to pray with a grateful and thankful heart. That doesn't mean the situations aren't bad. But it means that in those situations, we still sing God's praise for what he's done and what he's doing. Because he's still working. He's still a God who even in the most impossible of situations, he's working. And his hand is on our lives, he's on our country, he's on ESCOM, believe it or not. <laughs> and we are called to pray into that with life. Because that's, that's what God's calling us to. And, and, and I say this to you today, of all days, because right now my wife is in hospital. Not my wife, my mother-in-law. And the doctors have just said that there's nothing more that they can do for her. And I can come and I'm sad. I'm saying you can see it. But God is still good. God is still working. And I'm, I'm seeing God's hand in so many little things in this situation and big things, that how can I not come before God with thankfulness? And, and over the last few weeks, listening to the reshuffle of cabinet, I've been so down about the realities of where we are with this beautiful country of ours. 
But God is not done with South Africa. God's not done with Cape Town yet. As long as there's breath in our lungs, God's still going to do something. And so what I'm asking us to do now is exactly like we did for one another. And in many ways, it was easy to do it for one another because we love Jesus and Jesus loves people. And we see that. But we're going to do the same thing now for this country of ours in this city of ours. We're going to ask God, God, what am I thankful for for this country? What do I love about this country? What that does is it changes our mindset. If we come and we say, right now, we're going to pray for our country, immediately we're going to go, oh, we pray that our leaders will pull up. Oh, we pray for Eskom. Oh, we pray for our crime. No. What are we thankful for? Let's change the way that we're focusing on our country. And then ask the question, God, what are you doing? God, what is your hand? Show me what's going on in this country of yours. Can we do that? We're going to spend some time on that. It's not going to be as long as the first round, but as long as we need to. Let's pray for South Africa. Let's pray for that circumstances. Let's, let's not worry too much about what's going around, but let's ask God what's going on. What are you doing in our country?